You're listening to Kyle Warren. So the big day finally came. It was the big day for Alvin Bragg and the Democrats and all of the pundits and all of the commentators and all of the Trump haters and everybody gathered together. They got their cheese puffs. They got their popcorn and they waited for the big reveal, the big reveal of the indictment. And when that big reveal finally came, There wasn't anything in there that we didn't know about already. And we also confirmed that there's no there there. There's no basis for any of this. 34 counts. That sounds supposed to sound very, very ominous. But there's nothing there. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. Great pleasure uh, to be with you on the uh, program today as we race into and rocket into the Wednesday edition of the Kyle Warren Show. Glad to be with you. As I said, it is Wednesday, March, pardon me, April, April the 5th, 2023. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today. And of course, uh, we want to welcome everybody finding this program from my appearances six nights a week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program going out along many of the Salem stations and of course also especially along the GCN network over 275 stations last I heard and still growing because it is the fastest growing overnight radio program in America the Captain's America and uh, we'll be live with Captain Matt Bruce host of the program of course from his flagship station of AM860 The Answer right there in Tampa, Florida. All that happens later on this evening, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, if you're in the Eastern Time Zone. So we hope that you can join us. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com. There's the links there, uh, both to the GCN network feed, plus uh, AM860, the answers feed. And then also you can go to the CaptainsAmericaThirdWatch.com. That's the CaptainsAmericaThirdWatch.com. Captain Matt Bruce and I will have all of the latest wrap-up for everything happening across across the country, around the world, political news breaking news. We've also been following these very, very devastating storms and tornadoes uh, over the last uh, few nights as well. Uh, So we give updates on that as well, because we do have a lot of listeners uh, in those areas where these tornadoes uh, were forming or could be forming because of those severe thunderstorms. And of course, our our hearts are just with everybody uh, being affected uh, by that right now. Uh, But once again, thanks for listening to the program today. Let's get started right away. Yes, we waited. Yes, we saw Trump Force One. We saw the plane flying from uh, Florida to Manhattan. It landed in the motorcade and then, of course, getting into the courthouse and, of course, uh, getting fingerprinted uh, and arraigned. And as I said, we waited for the indictment to be unsealed. This is quite interesting, folks. This is this is a very, very big deal in in American history. Because, number one, we have the first time that a former or sitting president has ever been charged. Uh, We know, of course, President Nixon had legal troubles. He received a pardon from President Ford. Uh, We know other presidents have um, had uh, their own share of problems. But this is the first time there's actually been an indictment brought. Um, And, of course, President Trump had to be present in order to to answer for that. Um, But this the big buildup was that this was oh, this is 34 counts. 
34 counts and, and it went on and on. And once we saw the indictment and we've got some great, by the way, we've got some great audio clips uh, today going over this. Uh, once we saw what was in the indictment, it's almost laughable. It's laughable from a legal standpoint. You know, we can get into the, well, the statute of limitations would have run if this was a uh, business record-keeping problem. Um, and, of course, the idea trying to bootstrap these charges up to a felony, trying to connect it with federal election law. The FEC already looked at all this, right? The DOJ actually already looked at all this stuff. They chose not to pursue it because, again, there doesn't appear to really be anything there. And we can get into whether or not you should pay a, a woman, Stormy Daniels, and this kind of thing. But that's not unlawful, number one. And this really does fall under the file of they want to get Trump. Now, I think it's important to note, I think it's important to say, that some people don't like President Trump because of his politics. That's okay. This is the, this is the country in which we live in. You get to vote for who you want to vote for. Some people are very much in tune with what President Trump uh, wants to do or has done, uh, has done rather politically. And that's okay, too. The idea is that this is a particular case of a prosecutor who ran, ran for the office on the express reason that he wanted to get Trump. And President Trump brought this out, of course, in his speech from Mar-a-Lago later uh, yesterday evening. Um, But yes, Alvin Bragg, he ran on this. I'm going to get Trump. Right. So this is a campaign promise that this guy made. And I guess you could say he fulfilled it because he brought the indictment against President Trump. But when you look at this indictment, so what I want to backtrack here just for a moment in our system, in our country, to be able to have others on the outside looking in and seeing that the government or the prosecutor in this case, which represents the government, a government, right, this the uh, district attorney of Manhattan, um, has now arrested, essentially arrested, because that's what it was. Uh, of course, he's been released on his own recognizance, but he has arrested and indicted a the the most likely candidate of the opposition party for the 2024 election. Uh, the most likely person, at least at this point, who would get the nomination and would go up in the general election, presumably against Joe Biden. Um, but I think it's going to be maybe, <laughs> I don't, maybe Gavin Newsom. <laughs> we talk about that another time. But uh, but at any rate, he would be be the most likely GOP uh, nominee. So the government has effectively arrested him, um, trying to uh, trying to stop all this. And and for the next many many months, December fourth is the next uh, hearing date. We understand. But for the next many many months, and in well into the presidential election. Uh, Donald Trump is going to be dealing with this. The media is going to be dealing with this. And um, it's a very, very dark day in American history when you have this happening. Because if we saw this happening in another country, another country maybe where the political scruples aren't so good or the, uh, the, uh, the, any guarantees of their system are not so good, we would sit back and say, what a shame, what a shame. But in this case, it's us. This is... Very, 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 very concerning. When we come back, we got some great audio clips and much, much more. We got this and many other things to talk about today on the program. Stay right there. Kyle Warren Show.
You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. Kyle Warren here. Those of you who hear me throughout the week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio show know that Captain Matt Bruce tells all the listeners about the great people and the great products at MyPillow. He's asked me to tell all the listeners to this program as well about the amazing products that MyPillow has to offer. From the brand new MyPillow 2.0 to the Giza sheets, the slippers, and the unbelievable towel sets, just to name a few, MyPillow has so much to offer. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow. Mrs. Professor gave me a pair of the MyPillow slippers for Christmas, and she enjoys hers too. You know, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and we absolutely love them. So, go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page, and when you've made your choices and you're ready to check out, be sure to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's all you need. Promo code CAPTAIN, and you're all set. Now, if you'd rather order over the phone, simply dial 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. And be sure again to use the promo code CAPTAIN, and you'll be helping out this program as well as the Captain's program, and we really appreciate it. Once again, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code CAPTAIN. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner introduction. We're going to hear a brand new Edwards Notebook a little bit later on in the program today. And I got a treat last night or earlier this morning, as as your time zone might be. Ron Edwards is on a little vacation right now. And I got to sit in for him in the 5 o'clock hour of the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. So, happy to do that for you, Ron. And folks, don't forget, go to KyleWarrenShow.com, learn more about the program, and we're going up and up and up. 
We keep going up and up and up just like the music is doing right there for one reason and one reason only. You, the listeners, thank you so much uh, for sharing the program on social media, uh, for liking the program. By the way, uh, we're on Rumble now as well. We've got the audio of the program up on Rumble and uh, we're getting some likes on Rumble and we're getting some a lot of views on Rumble. We really appreciate it and getting some followers on Rumble and uh, every little bit helps and we're glad to be uh, glad to be accepted via that platform right now. But don't forget, go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. And you can uh, find us there uh, to subscribe to the podcast. You can also go to Apple uh, Podcasts. We have links there at KyleWarrenShow.com for all these different uh, uh, platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Republic, and of course our home at Podbean.com, KyleWarrenShow.com. .podbean.com and uh, you can find us all over the place subscribe to the program make sure you get the latest uh, episodes we really really appreciate it and we're glad that you're there because without you uh, there's no show and uh, <laughs> we understand that uh, completely and much appreciate it okay uh, so we talked about uh, Alvin Bragg and we talked about uh, this indictment being unsealed and there's really nothing there um, and some of the things we've got this quote I want to get to here real quick here from Alan Dershowitz, he was on a program called uh, The National Desk, and um, he talked about what he expected to see basically in this. In fact, I heard him on another interview where he said he was almost hoping that there was some kind of smoking gun in this uh, in this indictment for the sole reason that it would mean that the system is being applied properly, basically. I'm just paraphrasing him. He did use the term smoking gun, though. Um, and you know, I didn't think there would be a smoking gun, but the idea is what he is, the reason he's phrasing it like that, that the system would be, you know, essentially being applied properly, again, my paraphrase of him, um, is that it wouldn't just be a political prosecution. It wouldn't just be a political persecution. It wouldn't simply be a weaponization of the, uh, of, of the, of the system, of the legal system which it obviously is at this point. And, um, you know, as Jonathan Turley says, Alvin Bragg is now handed proof positive to Donald Trump that this is exactly what is going on here. And so let's listen in here briefly to Alan Dershowitz as he's talking about what he saw in this indictment and what his reactions are. And again, I think it's really important to note, people like Dershowitz, people like Jonathan Turley uh, and others they're not uh, quote mega Republicans. They're 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 not they're they're not in the tank for 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 President Trump politically. In fact, they probably uh, disagree with a lot of the things that President Trump might say or might want to do. But they love the law and they love the Constitution and they love the application of it. And when it comes to uh, to diminishing even one of us as a result of a political prosecution and weaponization of the justice system, it, it, um, it degrades all of us. This is the kind of reasonable discourse that we need to have in our country. This is what is lacking. This is why you have the Democrat party elite in this case, um, it, trying to gin up as much animosity, as much tension, economic tension, racial tension, anything they can think of to constantly tear apart the fabric of things 
and there is no meeting of the minds. There is no, the, in, in other words, it has to be unbelievably extreme. And this is why you see, and we just saw, and I'm, I, I'm, the name escapes me here just momentarily, of the state legislator who changed parties from Democrat to Republican, actually giving their state majority, or their state legislator now, a supermajority, um, a veto-proof, but she changed from Democrat to Republican because essentially the Democrat Party uh, has left the building when it comes to uh, to the to the the basic values of so many Americans. And back in the day, you could be a Democrat or you could be a Republican, but there was some more or less general underpinning that went together. And you know, this sounds start it, it starts sounds cliche because so long ago. But John F. Kennedy would not be welcomed into the Democrat Party today. It's, it's, it's a good question, and I don't think it could ever be that somebody like Bill Clinton could ever be the nominee again in the Democrat Party. That's how far gone it all is. So we do need a little bit more shared, uh, shared values. Let's listen in again here to Alan Dershowitz appearing on the National Desk. The case in New York... It simply has no basis in fact or in law. As I demonstrate in my book, Get Trump, let me explain to you what the theory is. And I've now confirmed it, obviously, by reading the indictment in the case very carefully. Here's the government's theory, that when Trump paid $130,000 to assure the silence, hush money, to assure the silence of a former porn star so as to prevent embarrassment to his wife. When hush, when that hush money was paid, Trump immediately had an obligation to file a report on his public corporate records explaining the actual reason why he paid the hush money. In other words, he pays the hush money to make sure it doesn't come out. Then immediately he has to make a public disclosure of why he paid the hush money. Has anyone in the history of the United States ever done that? Will anyone in the history of the United States ever pay hush money and then make full disclosure of the reason he paid the hush money? That is absurd. And that's the theory underlying the entire 34 count indictment in this case. They do allege that he set up shell companies though, or that his team Perfectly did. Perfectly awful. Is Perfectly that a shell companies, look, lawyers make living setting up shell companies. Uh, NDAs, uh, how many NDAs has Fox uh, and, and, and uh, uh, NBC uh, had uh, employees sign? Uh, how many prominent people have paid hush money? None of that is illegal. The only thing that the government, that the state claims is illegal is not then putting on your corporate form the actual reason you paid the $130,000. It's unheard of. It's never happened since Alexander Hamilton paid well, hush it, to prevent a woman who is extorting him from disclosing his adulterous affair. Uh, there are plenty of people who are, are trivializing these charges, but the district attorney said that his office, being in the financial capital of the country in yeah. Manhattan, is always prosecuting this type of crime. So his argument is, why should the former president be absolved from that prosecution? Because he's not telling the truth to the American public. I've issued a challenge. I'll repeat the challenge. D.A. Bragg, I challenge you to come up with a single case in the history of the New York DA's office in which a person was indicted for failing to disclose on a corporate form the fact that he paid hush money to cover up an adulterous affair. Take up my challenge. 
That's what you say. Give me one case where that happened. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Alan Dershowitz, and I got to tell you, I mean, this is, it's entertaining. That's why we wanted to have a, um, a long uh, a quote right there. But I could listen to Alan Dershowitz all day. I, this is so crazy. This is, this is so far beyond the pale. Uh, that uh, again, any any cursory analysis of this simply shows that they've jettisoned the statute of limitations. They jettisoned the idea that they could connect all this stuff together. I think they just wanted 34 counts out there, especially on social media, that somehow Donald Trump had been had been uh, charged with 34 counts. They're all felonies, and and this is this is great for the lead-in for news programs, right? Today, Donald Trump accused of 34 counts uh, in Manhattan DA case against him, and it, on it goes. And they're banking, literally banking on the idea that this is going to so completely destroy Donald Trump's campaign that they don't have to worry about him anymore. Now, I think it's a fair question. How is Donald Trump doing uh, leading up to this? We don't have a whole lot of other people in the race. Asa Hutchinson, by the way, just got in the race a couple of days ago. Uh, Nikki Haley's been in the race now for for a time. We were expecting people like Mike Pompeo and so forth. So I think it was going to be and still will be a very spirited uh, primary debate. There's no doubt about that. But the Democrats wanted to put the kibosh on the Trump campaign. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid of the ideas. And when we come back, folks, we've got a lot more analysis, much more to tell you about today here on this Wednesday edition, Kyle Warren Show. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. If anyone doesn't believe that Joe Biden, the rest of the Socialist Democrats, and their rhino lackeys are scheming to destroy this republic beyond repair, I pray that they see the light before it's much too late. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ever since Trump left office, government officials like Joe Biden, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nasty Pelosi, and others have made sure the United States is on pace for a soon-to-come economic and possible military calamity she may not recover from. Our gross domestic product growth rate lags behind Russia, which is fully engaged in the effort to crush Biden's corrupt buddy Zelensky and his alleged human trafficking, money laundering Ukraine. Biden's no-secure-border policy could soon result in the United States completely overrun by illegals. Man, oh man. U.S. military is focused on its diversity and lowering standards, while Chinese soldiers are training harder than ever before as they prepare to take Taiwan. The United States of America must turn away from her utter foolishness before China checkmates our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to theronedwards.com. See ya. You're listening to Kyle Warren.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Wednesday edition of the program. Don't forget, we'll be on the uh, Captain's America Third Watch radio program later on this evening. It all starts up 11 p.m. Pacific time. That's uh, 2.05 or 11.05 p.m. Pacific time, 2.05 a.m. Eastern time. Simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find links to listen live to AM860, The Answer, Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station. And of course, uh, you can call in as well. You can opine. Uh, we take phone calls on the program, so you definitely want to check it out. Go to kylewarrenshow.com for links or go to the Captain's America Third Watch.com. That's the Captain's America Third Watch.com. And uh, we hope to see you there. We really do. Um, okay, so let's continue here. Um, we had, uh, of course, uh, Alvin Bragg, uh, uh, you know, uh, unseal this indictment. And again, it, just as we were going out to break in the other segment, it seems to me that in this country, you're supposed to know what it is that they're accusing you of doing. Uh, and so, so that you can, I don't know, make a defense against it. And that, um, so that if you get charged with it again at some point, you can show that, no, wait a minute, you can't charge me again. That's double jeopardy uh, if you're able to uh, uh, get a good resolution to the first one. But I think it's being left uh, completely vague uh, for a number of reasons, not the least of which, of course, is that they're about getting Trump uh, and they're about trying to be loosey-goosey with the whole thing. And this is really fantastical, isn't it? This is just really something because it seems to me that if we were to take a look at this indictment and grade it as if it was turned in as a, as a law school uh, assignment or something or a book report or something, I don't know, uh, it, this would just, they'd hand it back to the student and say this, no, this doesn't. Uh, this doesn't meet the criteria of high-level uh, writing and uh, and uh, and uh, putting together these uh, these ideas. I, I, you know, it just it's almost laughable. Now, had they had something that was substantive, had they have uh, had they have had something that was um, stand that would stand up to legal scrutiny, I think you'd hear a different tune from people like Turley and people like. Uh, Alan Dershowitz. I think you'd hear a much, much different tune. Let's listen in here real briefly. I think this is uh, Victor Davis uh, Hansen, uh, and he's talking with Tucker Carlson um, about what has happened now uh, in our country as a result of this kind of, of this kind of prosecution. By the way, I think it's important to note, you know, nobody's above the law. That really is true. That's how it's supposed to be. But at the same time, there seems to be the two different justice systems now in this country, one for liberal uh, elite Democrats and just about everybody else, but especially Republicans. And if you're Donald Trump, it's like you have your very own a law book that they want to throw at you. And this is this is becoming laughable. And you know who's laughing at us? They're laughing at us in Beijing. They're laughing at us in Moscow. They're laughing at us all around the world because we no longer, and this is what Victor Davis Hansen is talking about, we no longer have uh, the high ground. Let's, let's listen in to what he was saying. Hoover Institution joins us for the two minutes and 10 seconds we have left. Professor, welcome. Thank you. Uh, 
Well, Tucker, I think that we're, have, we're seeing war clouds gather abroad, and I think the United States economy, politically, foreign policy is at an adhere, and we've lost now all credibility that we've stored up over 233. We have no more moral credibility to lecture people about the democratic process, and your guests have spelled it out pretty well. They have an agenda, the left, that does not appeal to 51% of the people. So they attack the process and they attack the candidate. And what we're seeing is not the end of it. This tonight was the very beginning. This is going to go on through three prosecutors for a year and a half with the intent of getting just enough empathy for Donald Trump that he would be nominated and then seeing him gag ordered, hemorrhaged, and maybe even incarcerated to nullify his viability in the general election. So it, it's the worst example of third world election tampering. And uh, they don't have a message, and so whether it's symbolically tearing up the State of the Union or denying the Speaker, uh, the minority leader in the House uh, appointments, or trying to uh, threaten the filibuster to be ended, or the Electoral College, or pack the court, uh, it's all processed because they don't have a message and they're desperate. They're revolutionaries. We're in the middle of a revolution that we don't even know that we're in. All right, there you have Victor Davis Hanson talking on uh, Fox News with Tucker Carlson uh, yesterday, I believe. This is, you know, and I always appreciate what Victor Davis Hanson talks about. He's a very thoughtful individual. And it is a, a crying shame that we are at this point where we're actually talking about observing, witnessing this kind of, as he termed it, third world election tampering. How much more can can we possibly take? I think that's, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic because I do think, uh, along with Ronald Reagan, as he said, America's days are, are, are America's best days are still ahead, and that always has to be our course. We always have to be charted for that northern star that uh, that makes the country better, and for and, and for many reasons, I I think I think the country was getting better. Uh, I really do. I, I think especially. Um, in the last now some 50, almost 60 years, um, the civil rights movement, um, the changes in our society, the, the, the changes in attitudes and relations and all these things, as I was growing up, was uh, I thought the indications really were that we were moving in the right moral direction, that we were doing what we were supposed to be doing as a country, and that we were trying to expand opportunity, the American dream. But here we go. And just in the last few years, we have now glommed on to what they call wokeness or they they glom they glom on to any of these other sort of um, uh, movements and ideas and philosophies that are designed to simply tear the nation apart at the seams. And why? You would ask why? 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 Why would that be be happening? Well, I think it does have to do with gaining power. And I, I don't think it has anything to do with trying to help people. I, I, I think the way that we help people is just as what I was saying. You have opportunity. You create um, the impetus for people to be able to do better. You improve the education system. You make sure that people are equipped to know the things that they need to know in order to survive and flourish in the world. And I'm not trying to, I mean, I guess I am painting with a little bit of a broad brush, but it seems that that at least at the 10,000 or 30,000 foot level, this is exactly what we're seeing happening, that, that these things are literally being destroyed on purpose 
so that we don't make the kinds of progress that we were making. Because the promise is America. I really do think that that is the truth. This is it. This is what we have in terms of world history at this point. The norm of world history is not everybody being free and everybody pursuing their dream of uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is an aberration. And people that understand that better than anybody are the people sitting in the government seat uh, there in Beijing, uh, Vladimir Putin sitting in the government seat in Moscow, and uh, to some lesser degree, people like the uh, the uh, Kim Jong Un in in North Korea, their ilk, right? Uh, people in Tehran, the in the government in Tehran, uh, the you know the Taliban, the Taliban have no interest whatsoever in making sure that people have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It just doesn't work like that in their systems. And they see our system as being totally antithetical and totally um, a threat to them. So that's one of the reasons that we have to maintain, the, literally maintain the freedom of each generation in this, in this country. And it is uh, so terrible to see everything um, literally being torn apart. And what Victor Davis Hanson was talking about, again, the, the, the moral high ground that we have now just tossed overboard, um, I think is going to have unbelievable implications uh, diplomatically and as we move forward uh, into, uh, uh, into the next huge crisis, whatever that may be. We've already got a bunch that we're dealing with right now. But, uh, but here we go. All right. So once again, folks, we have uh, uh, this indictment. We have uh, the idea that there's just there's nothing there. Um, it's not a it to me. I just I don't think it sounds like a professionally done thing. I think that they they I think there was a lot of strife behind the scenes. Uh, you had other prosecutors quit uh, during the midst of this. Uh, you have uh, this notion that at all costs, they have to go out and make this happen. And I do think it's going to have an effect with the voters. Um, and also, I do think it, it all depends on how Trump continues uh, to respond to all of this. I thought that, generally speaking, his speech was pretty level. We'll get into more of that, plus much more when we come back from the other side of the break. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, I'm Tim McGraw. Every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. Accident victims, cancer patients, and individuals with blood disorders and other illnesses. They may live next door or up the block or across town. They're our neighbors. Yet only a small percentage of those who are eligible to give donate blood. A healthy blood supply comes from ordinary people, just like you and me. It's all about neighbors helping neighbors. Your gift of blood is needed now to help save lives. That's why I'm joining with my good neighbors at State Farm and the American Red Cross in the Neighbors Give Life campaign to raise awareness and to challenge you to donate blood. It only takes an hour of your time and can save the lives of up to three people. You can donate as many as six times a year, so make an appointment to donate at your local blood center and donate often. I want you to join me now in giving the gift of life. Be a hometown hero. Visit NeighborsGiveLife.com for more information about donating blood. 
This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol like statins may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Welcome back as we continue to race through and rocket through the Wednesday edition of the program. KyleWarrenShow.com is the website, and you can subscribe to the podcast right there at KyleWarrenShow.com. We encourage you to do that today. And uh, you can also send me a direct message right there uh, from the website. Be, uh, be sure to do that. Let me know where you're listening from. We'll be happy to give you a shout-out here on the, uh, on the broadcast. Um, okay, this from Newsweek. This from Newsweek, a new report from Morgan Stanley is predicting an economic crash worse. Let me repeat that. Worse than the 2008 financial crisis for the commercial real estate sector. Commercial real estate already facing headwinds from a shift to hybrid remote work has to refinance more than half of its mortgage debt in the next two years. Lisa Shallett, chief investment officer for Morgan Stanley Wealth Management, wrote in a weekly report published Monday. Shallett said that the market faces a, quote, huge hurdle, unquote, with analysts forecasting a commercial real estate decline of as much as 40 percent worse than the great financial crisis or, you know, the GFC, basically. Uh, Fears that the sector could be the next domino to fall have continued to grow in the wake of last month's bank tumult, as many anticipate low climbing interest rates will, uh, or rather anticipate how climbing interest rates will continue to take their toll on various markets. Commercial real estate has already taken a huge hit due to the COVID pandemic. In the spring of 2020, many offices closed as the nation sought to contain the spread of the virus. But even after mandates were lifted, and doors reopened, not all workers returned to in-person work, leaving many buildings empty. Office vacancy rates have moved toward a 20-year high, Shallot noted. So that's right. The, the, the paradigm has had shifted, right? The, 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 the way that we work shifted um, in so many ways because of necessity. Uh, people had to find a way to continue to be productive um, and uh, or because they couldn't go congregate at the office. Now, I think this has caused a lot of other issues. We've even seen in tech, for example, the idea if you worked at Twitter, well, you better come into the office now. Uh, Elon Musk, I think, had said recently, Google has a similar problem getting people in the office. Everybody wants to work at home instead of their computer. It's understandable, but there is there are some trade-offs, though. 
you know, working remotely is one thing when you're out of the office, um, you're on a trip or you're on a business trip and you got to still be able to connect and do your stuff and interact with everybody. Um, but nowadays it's so much easier than it ever was, right? Everything's virtual phone systems. Uh, if you're in an office where you have a wired phone system that hangs on a wall somewhere in a phone room and then uh, connects up with a wire to uh, everybody else's, uh, to all the different extensions. And you can kind of only use, you can, you know, it doesn't follow you around wherever you go on planet Earth. Well, that's a, it's an antiquated system. Um, and uh, I know I have some experience in that, uh, but certainly, and of course, phone systems and offices, typically now they're over um, IP networks, right? So they still have a, technically will have a wire connected to them uh, in the office. But when you're out of the office, you're going to find that your phone is going to follow you. Your number, your office number will follow you on your cell phone. There's ways of doing that these days. So everything's opened up. You, you could be on Maui and somebody calls your work number and you answer it, right? But they don't know you're on Maui. They just, they just know that's your work number. Uh, but at any rate, so there's all these great innovations and great things that have come about because of that. Uh, but at the same time, there, there are some issues with corporate culture and productivity and interaction, that kind of stuff that you start losing when you start going to uh, big time remote work. But now that being said, there's a, another big issue. And that of course, is you have empty office spaces. Companies are paying for, for to um, lease airspace at this point. Uh, and then nobody's there, right? At least not, a, not a whole lot of people. Um, let's see. So it, office vacancy rates, 20 year high says Shallot. With work from home becoming more commonplace, there has been a, quote, permanent shift in occupancy rates for the sector. Okay, then an economist, a banking expert at University of Michigan, uh, told uh, told Newsweek, uh, high interest rates would have, would have been implemented, which, pardon me, high interest rates which have been implemented in hopes of curbing inflation have already made it more expensive for people to buy and refinance projects. Yet, yeah, that, ain't that the truth? Federal Reserve has raised borrowing costs in the highest jump since the 1980s, bringing rates from almost zero to upwards of 4.75% in the last year. So that's right. So people can't refinance their their properties, um, hardly at all. Now, I know that in some, some cases in the home mortgage field, that's not really uh, my area of expertise per se, but I do know that the home mortgage uh, uh, market is getting worse. The refinance market is, is worse um, because of the high interest rates. Um, people simply can't afford whatever the new payment is, even if they're trying to cash out some equity, right? And so, you know, there's, uh, in fact, there's an acquaintance of ours that uh, that does the home mortgage business and their their business has evaporated. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. It's just evaporated. And... When it comes to commercial, then you're not going to be able to refinance. And that's going to be a huge problem, especially when you uh, find out that a lot of these um, uh, investors uh, and property owners are refinancing their pro- their properties um, as, as a source of income as well, of taking that equity out and using it as part of their income. Well, all that's going to be drying up. All that's going to become uh, really a thing of the past, at least for a while. And we may start to see not just vacancies, 
um, which had their own problems because you know you're not making income. But now you're going to start to see maybe some foreclosures or properties uh, being taken back because uh, because the these uh, rates or these loans rather start adjusting. They don't all adjust at the same time, so we'll see it sort of in a great graded way, uh, perhaps. Uh, but uh, but nevertheless, if nothing changes, if things keep going the way they're going, it's going to continue to be uh, um, a very, very bad day for a lot of commercial property owners. And that includes not only the office space and so forth, but certainly into the multifamily uh, realm and so forth. Uh, so the article continues, the collapse of Silicon Valley in March and the subsequent economic fallout has only further strained the commercial real estate. Uh, banks are increasingly hesitant to lend out of fears that they could default and thus be unable to make good on those loans if depositors rush to withdraw their funds simultaneously. Banks that have a significant number of commercial real estate loans in their portfolios are facing some turbulence ahead, Robert Hockett, a financial regulation expert at Cornell University, tells Newsweek. Pardon me, folks. Shallot's concerns echo those made by Tesla CEO Elon Musk, who tweeted last week that commercial real estate debt is, quote, by far the most serious looming issue. Very interesting indeed. Uh, His warning came in response to another tweet from the Kobiisi letter, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, a weekly commentary on global capital markets that stated that $2.4 trillion of debt in the sector would mature over the next five years, far more than any five-year period in history. In other words, folks, in my opinion, the um, the interest rate uh, extravaganza that we're seeing going on right now, um, coupled with the high level of inflation not seen in this country for some 40 years, the uncertainty um, is just going to be a recipe for total disaster. This is why this Newsweek article is saying could be the worst crash that we've seen since 2008. And that would be a major, major malfunction uh, for for our nation and, and also uh, for the world. Um, and we got here within about two years. No, it was Trump. It was all the Trump stuff. Now, I don't think that was all the Trump stuff. But it was, in fact, getting rid, getting rid of energy. And look what happened with oil just in this last week. It's been really a couple of double whammies this week, hasn't it been? We've got the Trump indictment, obviously, which in and of itself is is problematic and scary because uh, having to do with the politicians running for president, et cetera, et cetera, all these points we were making earlier on the show, uh, regardless of what you think of Donald Trump's politics, um, but uh, then you also you've got OPEC cutting back their production. Gasoline will certainly soar again as as a result of this. Um, President Biden is in no position to go back hat in hand to the crown prince and ask him for more oil when we have plenty of oil right here. And of course, we can't touch it now. It'd be very difficult to even get it uh, spun back up uh, pretty quickly. It could be done, but it's the, it's the attitude. It's the, it's the mindset that has literally destroyed our economy and would be very, very difficult to bring it back because this administration would not be willing to do the things we need to do to get there. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the radio tonight and right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe, take care out there. 
You're listening to Kyle Warren.